Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There you go, Nar. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, we we do warm ups here in the Geekscape studio to get ourselves prepped for each Vocal episode. Vocal warm ups. Oh. Hey, I owe you and sometimes why? Um, so that's our warm up. This is Geekscape episode 118, and uh, we're bringing you uh, latest news and reviews in the world of movies, video games, and comics. I'm joined by my good friend Nar Williams here. He's been on the episode. Uh, he's been on the show a lot. Right, a I've been on times? twice so far. Only twice? This is my hat trick. Because you and I see each other a lot. Yeah, we do. But so, we're working on, on another project together. So we are, but <laughs> for those of you guys who are new to this project... It's not a porno. Geekscape, uh, you guys are in for a treat. Every week I like to get a, um, a guest who can talk movies, video games, and comics to sit on the couch with me and just have at it. Sincere, legit conversation yeah. between two geeks. And Mr. Brian Gilmore over here, not feeling the best. Uh, you're sick. Now what? I am. What? What's the deal? I try to have an uh, I try to have an understudy come along. Yeah, VJ, VJ, VJ guys. VJ is usually well, v, well, for v, me. VJ covered for you last week, right. as you guys know from listening to the last episode, because uh, your girlfriend was in town. Right. And, uh, she left, got me sick. She left, got you sick, and you had called me yesterday and said, "Listen, if you can get VJ." Get VJ to record the show, and, and I was like, okay, well, uh, last. No, I believe the exact words were no sweat. Yeah, no, no sweat, no sweat. It's it's a little last minute, but VJ is always up for helping us out. I call VJ this morning, guys. This is huge for those of you guys in the Geekscape audience. Let's go ahead and brace yourselves, sit down, take a deep breath. Uh, I call VJ this morning to get him to come and record the show, and I hear this. What's up, man? 
And I said, VJ, where, where are you? I'm in my car. He's wearing a Vader mask. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm in my car, says, says VJ. Um, I said, where are you going? Mississippi. You're, you're driving to Mississippi? Yeah, I'm moving. <laughs> this is how I found out this morning. That one of your good friends is moving <laughs> and, away. And I, I said, VJ, you're, you're leaving LA? Like, you're not coming back? He goes, no, nah, not if there's not a reason. And, and I said, well, why didn't you tell us? We could have hung out. I could have seen, seen you off, helped you pack. Like, the things that you do. Guys with do. You, yeah. you fr- friends do. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and he said, no, nah, I mean, I taped the show last, last week. <laughs> and he, th- he, he thought that was his goodbye? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really count because it's just me sitting here talking with Logan Crow and he's by the camera and it's just... Some people have a hard time with goodbyes, clearly. You think that's what it is? Yeah, yeah. Clearly, VJ has, you know, some people have an issue. For that. a hyper entity that lives in the future and the past, like, <laughs> simultaneously, maybe there are no goodbyes for him. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. And, and he'll and see it, us again on the other like, side. He'll, he'll see us on the other, like, once everything gets digitally mapped into a computer matrix, he'll see us <laughs> as his god, as his eight-armed god, as our god, as our god. What I'm thinking is... Um, Remember last week? No, no. I started thinking like, oh, like, wow, this is kind of weird. Like, we may not see VJ again unless we do the Mississippi episode. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and and I was like, this is crazy. He's like, well, I'll see you online and stuff. Which, you know, well, we, we know he inhabits the online sphere, po- pretty big. Uh, but this is huge. I mean, VJ's been a part of this audience going back to the first show, Geek Drome, being a part of this from the beginning. Uh, this is, I mean, it took the wind out of me. I'm sure there are people in the audience right now being like, wait, what? VJ's gone? Why not Gilmore? Like, <laughs> and, I, and I must tell you, I'm trying to shake him. This this mercury I put in his food obviously wasn't enough to kill him, but he is he sick. He got sick. He did get sick. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. Uh, you said you got it from your girlfriend. I poisoned her first. I poisoned her gunt. Uh, Crabs? <laughs> What? Really, what? Jonathan? What? You, you, that's what you poisoned? Really? <laughs> so, um, yes. the, the VJ thing really is a kick. Uh, kick in the to, nuts. In the nuts. That is, that is a blow. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. It is as surprising to me. Mississippi's a happening place. I and um, it is as happening to me. Yeah, if you run a riverboat. Uh, it, is, it is as shocking to me as it is to you guys. But thank you. We do have Brian Gilmore here. Starting the show off. Good job, Gilmore. Sucking it up. Coming in sick. (sighs) Thank you, Gilmore, for being here when you didn't want to be here. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we'll make it worth your while. Nar Williams, guys, has a lot coming up. Um, I'm here to plug. It turns turns out that Nar Williams, to me, has only been here three times. If you guys, if that's not good enough for you guys, Nar's working on a couple things. What's this deal on the Science Channel? Okay, I'm done. What is the Science Channel deal? Uh, that, that, that seems like something that a lot of people can watch. Yeah, I, I think everybody who's a Geekscape is definitely going to... In the U.S. <laughs> is going to dig this. Plus the sure. U.S. cable provider. <laughs> cable, satellite, whatever. Yeah, okay. I, I, Science Channel is one of the Discovery Network okay. channels. So, if so you, you get to pay Discovery, an extra like $20. Well, I think if you get Discovery Channel, you should probably get Science Channel somewhere around there. You know, But on the listing guide. At, at any rate, on May 26th, it's a Tuesday at 9 p.m. What is this? Uh, a new TV show called Science of the Movies... Okay, oh. hosting yours truly. There you go. Okay, and so I'm interviewing all the visual effects doing? geeks. Like Will K? Uh, huh? Like Will K, our very own Will K, who like, works in uh, 
over there at ImageWorks? Like John, like John Dykstra, who, oh, wow. who you know, who Big did the time. Dykstra Flex mm -hmm. for Star Wars, Academy Award winner. John Fraser, Academy Award winner. Uh, I'm actually packing my bags in two days and going up to Skywalker Ranch <laughs> to interview uh, people up there. Wow. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating if I should take my Jedi ro robes and my lightsaber. No, yeah, right. No, no. no. Why well, not? Well, is it part of the segment? Do you think could you make it part of the segment? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Not? If not, then you're just a dork. What? What, what other <laughs> chance am I gonna have? You know well, what, what I do mean? you want to? What is the purpose? I mean, think. Thinking of, like, what are you gonna do with? I'm that? actually gonna be uh, working with the, some people at the Lucasfilm and and. Sure, you're. I know gonna you're, show me some stuff on. I know. Clone you, Wars. I know. You, I know. I know. You're gonna be getting interviewed. Which do you watch Clone Wars? On? I don't watch any of that stuff. Clone Wars is great. Do you yeah. watch it? Clone Wars is great. Listen, Nar, let me, let me tell you about Clone Wars. I just got interviewed for this documentary called The People vs. George Lucas. You can find... Oh, you can find no. The, you can, you're, you're one of the haters. It, it, it's not a hater documentary. It's a documentary that, that interviews a, like a wide span of people. Some lovers, some haters, some people in the middle. And to me, I'm just like, dude, George Lucas, whatever. I don't know the guy. I can't speak for him. But, but I can speak about the fact that the Clone Wars... You've got Anakin Skywalker running around. And I'm thinking, this is somebody... This is a kid's show, right? This is a cartoon. Kids are going to watch. And this guy's running around. He becomes Darth Vader and commits genocide across a galaxy. Why not make a cartoon called Hitler and Friends? Or like <laughs> no. Mussolini the Younger Years or some shit like that. Like, it's retardedly immoral to be celebrating somebody who's going to be doing this in it a story. It's retarded. It's not that immoral. The I Talib badasses. Coming soon, the Cartoon <laughs> Network, Teenage Mutant, Taliban Killers. It's like so. Are you saying? Can, are you one of those people that? Why can't, would I watch this? Are you one of those people who can't enjoy O.J. Simpson's work in, in the Naked Gun series because of what happened? I'm watching because of Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> why would you? Why? My point. My point. Why are you compartmentalizing? My point is just because Anakin becomes Vader doesn't mean he, 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 there aren't fun adventures to be had with young Anakin and Ahsoka. Yeah, well, I like that Hitler painting you have hanging in your apartment. Stop is it. that an original? Because he was at one time a young artist, and, and maybe you're a big fan of his work. At any rate, Sides of the Movies, May 26, Tuesday, 9 p.m. on Science you Channel. Having, are you having fun doing this series? <laughs> like, fucking, like, oh, I saw great. a picture of you with, with like a Transformer. Yes. And so so you, you obviously separated the quality of that last film from your work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I try. I, I'm asking the tough questions. I, I try to stay positive about the, the sci-fi projects that right. I cover, obviously because I'm interacting with the people making them. And they're covering your paycheck. <laughs> and, and they're covering and then, your rent. And then I end up on the Geekscape couch, and Jonathan's like, yeah. Forcing you to be critical. Yes, trying okay. to. Force me to be critical. So you can watch uh, my buddy The Shill uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the Science Network. Yeah, the May, Science Channel. Science Channel, May 22nd. May 26th, you son of a bitch. May 26th. Wow, now can you just say it, please? You just say it again. Okay, here's uh, the deal. And I will run an inaccurate graphic at now, the bottom of the screen. You know, here's the deal. Uh, Science Channel, May 26th. <laughs> Tuesday, 9 p.m., okay? It's called Science of the Movies, hosted by Nar Williams. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash narwilliams, which brings me to this. Get out of here. Which brings me to this. For every person who doesn't watch, Nar is going to have a bag, uh, a sack full of puppies, and he will hit it with a hammer for every person who does not watch the show. So please save a life. Watch the show. Which, which brings me to this. Yeah, what is it? Okay, I, when I got on Twitter back in November or December, whatever it was. Oh, it was recent. Yeah, it was pretty recent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, and, uh, so I get on it and I, and I, the first thing I do is I know, I know because you're an early adapter. I go, John, I'm an early adapter and abandoned. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I know, I know, I know Jonathan's going to be on it. I know Jonathan's going to be on it. Okay. okay? I, I, so I look, I find you. I'm like, okay, all right, great. Jonathan's here. I know, I know the, I know you're going to have a bunch of followers already. All right. Here's Jonathan. I, I see your last fucking updates from September, and it says, I think it literally says, um, this dumb site, <laughs> stop following me, nothing interesting's gonna happen. That's what it says. That's what it says. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Has anything interesting, have, yes. you, have you posted anything interesting? Dude, Twitter is really phenomenal phenomenal Tool service and I, and I don't think that I, don't, I, I mean I don't think that you should just to belittle it as easily as you do it's pretty easy <laughs> it's a great way to share links and information like for example if I'm I fucking I am the fucking Julius Irving of ripping on shit okay it, it comes easy to me I see something stupid and I go that's stupid alright uh, but it's not stupid it's a, it's a great way to share links it's a great way to keep up with people, and uh, hey, you know if no uh, if in, I, insincerity made easy. I like it. Uh, stop. <laughs> I feel like you're. I feel like I feel like you're someone who's on MySpace in the early two thousands trying to explain it to bikers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who needs that? <laughs> it's great. I can share links with people I don't talk to on a normal basis. Why are they? Why are you react? Why are you? Are you just putting your shit out there? No, it's no. A, okay. That's so not, that is not interpersonal communication. No, no, no. Here, here, here's what it is. I find something that is not having a relationship. I find something interesting on Geekscape. You I do. I get up. <laughs> I, I grab the link and I tweet to everybody else who may not know about Geekscape, okay, okay. and I say, "Hey, check out this cool article. You know, a thousand he's ways to be a, a gay geek on Geekscape. You know, or you know whatever." Right. He he's using Twitter as a tool. As a tool. Um, now, <laughs> don't make me go JCVD on you. Uh, That's on instant play now. Uh, yeah, so, no, no. Okay, guys, so, we are looking forward to it. You should. You should. We're looking forward to it. The, the science of the movies. Of the movies. Yes. The science of the movies. Yes. May 26th. Yes, 9 very good. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Pacific Time. Fantastic. You people in Mississippi, BJ. <sighs> That's it. That's like 8 p.m. for you. Yeah. Um, there's another project we got called in to do for like the network Crave Online. Yeah. You guys know them because they have like ComingSoon.net. Is that right? They have like uh, uh, superhero hype superhero is hype. under their umbrella. They're just yeah. basically like a bunch of sites that they've acquired and put together in like an um, that umbrella. A cool sites, comic book, gaming, <laughs> movie, <sites>. wrestling, <laughs> UFC, MMA. Yeah. Uh, so um, we got asked to do this show. What is this show? Nar, what is this show? I'm keep you shilling it. This show's great. Uh, this show is, is fantastic, uh, and, and I'm so stoked because it, <laughs> um, it's it's called Heads Up, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this guy, head writer, right. head writer for Heads go. Up, right here. I was in my so car. So you know it's funny. They wanted to call the show something else. What? It, right? And yeah. they wanted to call it something else, and yeah. I was in my car, and I was like, "Well, this is what the show is, okay, guys? You guys are gonna be getting it." This coming Monday, oh, you're gonna, May you're 4th. gonna like it. Uh, you'll see it on Geekscape. You'll see it in a, a lot of different places. Because basically, what it's AT and T branded content. AT and T wanted to do a show that was something that previewed that month in movies, video games, comics, and 
they they basically wanted to do that and put it everywhere on the internet. We can put it on Geekscape. We can put it on all these different. Sites. And they didn't care what it was, so they were just like <laughs> no. they, they were just like here, come up with something. Yeah, come up with stuff. And and so we're like, okay, Nara's gonna host it. Our buddy Chris is gonna direct it. And uh, you're gonna write it. And, and I'm gonna write it. And I'm basically just writing shit. And like, then it, and, it, it and literally then... took me an hour to write this thing. And it wasn't even that great. Well, you, you read it and you liked it. Well, it's it's great. It's like we, we it's basically we got together in a room like this and we kind of just talked about what were the cool well, we things this month. We what are we going to cover? We're going we to cover, we're gonna cover this, this, the and Terminator, this. Terminator, this video game, this comic book. You write a script, and by the way, he's also a correspondent. You're a correspondent. A correspondent yeah, so you're going to be on camera too. <laughs> um, but it's it looks beautiful. The set is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. There's a hot chick in it. In every episode. In there, every there episode, a there's a hot chick. chick. Yeah. Um, there's a robot band. Mm -hmm. Which I'm pretty sure we're the only talk show with a robotic house band. NAR is hosting that. Uh, NAR is hosting. I'm writing, doing a little bit of correspondence. But there's going to be a lot of little... If you guys watch it's it... Because I'm writing the damn thing. If you guys watch it as Geekscape fans, <laughs> there will be plenty of little things in there that you guys will enjoy. Little oh, there's Easter a lot eggs, of Easter eggs. Little cameos. Yeah. Little things that get you excited. Um, and it's only five minutes long. So unlike this behemoth that I bring you guys every, every week... This is once a month, yeah. first Monday of the month. You yeah. guys get this little bite-sized preview of the month, you know, so you guys can can see Nar spout about, you know, for May it's like Star Trek, Terminator, right? Uh, the video games are uh, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Pirates versus Ninja Dodgeball dodge ball is a serious joke in this upcoming episode, and then. Um, uh, of course, being, and then, being and a Green Lantern fan, Blackest Night, baby. And, and, Blackest and Night. the other thing is, because we're a young show, obviously this is our first episode. Yeah. We don't have guests lining up for it, so we might. Uh, I, well, I had to go. I had to go outside of the Earth sphere. Completely. I had, out to, I had of to go the... way out to find the guests for this episode. Very you guys special. Will see it. Very guests. special guests. I called yeah. up, didn't want to do it, and I said, "Listen, if you don't do it, I'll blow the fucking planet up." Yeah. You got to come. So you guys will look for that. That's May fourth. May 4th. And it's coming up this Monday. Yeah. Called Heads Up. And uh, let us know what you guys think. Because we we have like a like an eight episode order going through December. Yeah. And uh, I, I and imagine people like if, it. There's a good, if there's a good amount of feedback, you know, hopefully we'll get another order. Replace Nah with the motherfucking that guy who calls in, Jonathan. I hate him. <laughs> um, yeah. So, CraveOnline.com. There we go. It'll be on Geekscape. And we're both totally shilling. You got a Geekscape shirt. This is my blog. This is AchieveNerdvana.com right here. How do you know that by looking at that? Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I work in the language of symbols. At least people see this and they, <laughs> at least people see this and they think that it's either Geekscape or Geeks Cafe. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, it kind of look like an F. Cafe. Yes. I should have a little spaceman go away and have a little barista with glasses. Remind me to buy Geeks Cafe. Geeks Cafe, yeah, Geeks Cafe, serving up hot loads of geek. Um, so, Nar, uh, yes. what else you got to shill? Oh, we got, I, I have more to shill. Like what? Okay, uh, I'm also doing, I also do, produce a podcast called Nerd Bunker. Yeah, we know that. It's nerdbunker.com, but it's recently gone over some changes, because I've been so busy with my schedule co-hosting it. Oh, we're fine. We're fine. Chill whatever you want. I've been so I've been so I've been, <laughs> I've been so busy. Just... I've been busy with my other shit. So what I did was I went out and I and I found these two unemployed. You'll do. Uh, unemployed morning zoo radio hosts. You, you know these guys. You know these guys. You know every these morning zoo shows that are just just so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? It's the pirate and the wild man. 
Gorilla you know, right, you know, right. kind of Gorilla so, and Goose here. In the so, so what I did is I found these these idiots that total morons that used to do this this morning zoo out in the high desert mm -hmm. called Goober and the Viking. Goober and the Viking. And I got them the I got, I got them the host. The, the Nerd Bunker podcast. Like an audio. Because I thought it was an interesting combination. Morning Zoo radio host covering geek news. Oh, you, you, I, I never you, you thought didn't that think, You didn't done. think that the combination of a goober and a viking was an interesting combination? <laughs> so, so uh, it's really had a, a positive response. You know, by People, I think, probably like it better than when I was doing it. And it's called uh, NerdBunker.com. It's a Nerd Bunker with mm -hmm. goober and a viking. So, uh, check that out too. It's it's like we do it twice. They do it twice a week. So Holy crap! It's an audio podcast. Okay. It's not videos. So, okay. Yeah. And then and then you got achieve nerdvana. And then achievenerdvana.com is the blog. Jesus Christ! I really feel like I feel like no, John no, Travolta no. in the 1990s. Yeah. Total overexposure. Talking dog. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. Did. And that and lastly. Oh Jesus! I got a Christ. weekly column coming up on Geekscape. Bullshit. You do. You do. We've been talking about this it. Is our, really, guys, oh, this is our months. features editor here, Brian Gilmore. Nar Williams, our... No, but here's the thing. I have to do it. I have to do it. What is it? Because Science Channel just put out a press release about me and included in it, they said, I have a weekly call on Geekscape. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Science Channel. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Incentive. I've been waiting uh, guys, months guys. for this shit. Uh, hey, a, I've been doing the guys. BSG reviews. It's fun. I guys. like those. Those are and the graphic. The main graphic is hilarious. Alright, guys. You. Uh, <laughs> to, to let you guys give you guys insight of the audience of Geekscape, <laughs> I'm the top of the totem pole. Yeah. I don't know any of this shit's going on. <laughs> I'm like, what? You didn't know about this? I didn't know you got a write-up. I didn't know that you had a fucking like, article that you're now socially like <laughs> obligated to do I'm totally forced to finally fucking do it what is, what is, I think what, if you go back to the first podcast our first geek oh, yeah, I did I with write you, for you guys. we were talking about that's what we were talking about the first what the hell would this article be uh, it's not an article. It's a weekly column. But what is it? Oh, it's a, essentially the same. What is going to be on our site? <laughs> like, what is it's gonna... essentially the same kind of stuff I blog about, which like is cutting edge science and technology. What robotic shit not to stick your dick in? Stop it. Okay. It's going to be called pulp, what robotic pulp shit science. not to stick. It's going to be called pulp science. Pulp so science. Like science. Like science. The real science between like maybe nanobots that they use in the Mar Marvel okay. universe. Okay. Okay. The real version of that. Shit. Okay. Satorial. Love that. If if you see cool shit in a comic book or in a movie, and you huh, I wonder if that really could be real. Could you stick your dick in it? <laughs> I mean, come on. As as the editor in chief, I would like for you to take that concept, <laughs> sex it up a little bit, by saying, hey, if you saw something in a movie or comic book, and you thought to yourself, could I stick a dick in it? Mm. That's what the article should be. All right. Well, this comes. From I'm the just thinking. Just thinking about the audience. We're 20 minutes. Right. Should we start covering actual? I was, I was, I was gonna cover um, a movie. I'm not gonna do that. Let's get right what into movie? it. I was gonna talk about this uh, Russell Crowe Ben Affleck movie. How was it? Did um, you see it? Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked this movie. It was like the last um, political thriller we got was Body of Lies, and which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Th this one I think is a little bit better. It has a little bit more of a of of the deal with um, like. Running the newspaper, you know, Russell Crowe's like an experienced reporter. Uh, the girl from the Notebook is like an under, you know, she just runs like the online blog. Mm -hmm. She starts getting involved in the story about the death of a senator's aide. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck's a senator going after like uh, a military defense, you know, free freelance company that, that Isn't you know, kind of a lot like the Mark Foley <laughs> thing, or, or was it Mark Foley? Like back it's, in it just reminds me a lot of. Uh, it's just a well put together political thriller. It's based on a, on a, on a British. 
property and um, they brought it over. And I think, like, if you guys want to watch a, a political thriller, which you may not want to watch this time of year, this is the one to do. Or this is the one Netflix. You There's, like, really good performances by different people. Uh, there. Uh, like, Jeff I, Daniels I, is in it. Yeah. We've got... Um, I like political thrillers. Yeah. yeah. It's, Jason Bateman has... Who directed a, it? I don't know, but it's, it's really well written, really well put together. My one grief is at the end, there's kind of like a slip of the tongue that hands it to them. Like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I don't like that kind of deus ex machina writing. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, throughout the entire movie, you're, you know, it's, it's fun. It's good to see Ben Affleck back and back, back kicking ass on the big screen. I've always been a fan of his. You guys yeah. know that. Really? Have you, you been? know that. Uh, I thought Gone Baby Gone was the shit. Did you see Gone Baby Gone? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I... Okay, I, I, okay. hey, I, I, I've I said thought... it on the show before. Take everything, the style, the directing, every, the, the writing, telling a daredevil story. Yeah, that'd be, that's, that'd be fucking yeah. sweet. Yeah. That'd be very sweet. Hollywood ain't hard, friends. Hollywood um, ain't hard. One of the reasons I like Body Eliza is because of Ridley Scott. I mean, mm-hmm. Ridley Scott is just I like. Yeah, this isn't this isn't has. this isn't that kind of directing. It, it's uh, visually, but uh, it, it's tight storytelling. It's A to B to C to D, mm-hmm. and then finding out that something at B was the linchpin that changes everything. And uh, so, if you guys like that kind of uh, political. You know Social what kind thriller, of geopolitical, kind of uh, like, crazy shit that I dig? Fucking G.I. Joe versus Cobra. Yeah, you were... I didn't know about this. Did you know that Cartoon Network was putting up, like, these anime versions of, like, G.I. Joe, Joe Resolute? Written by Warren Ellis? Yo, Joe. Did you know this? Warren Ellis was writing some, oh, like, G.I. Joe, like, little so mini badass, webisodes? It's so fucking badass, dude. It's so bad. It's called G.I. Joe Resolute. It's called G.I. Joe Resolute. It's an anime-style uh, cartoon. It's on Adult Swim. It's the... Pieces of it have been released every day for a week now on AdultSwim.com, culminating in the big one-hour, uh, you know, That happened premiere. Saturday night. That's happening Saturday, or happened Saturday night. Right. Yeah, midnight. Uh, and it's good. Warren Ellis wrote it. Snake Eyes is fucking sliced. And, it, and it's, it's violent. Cla- it, it's I mean, classic. it's violent. It's, it's for adults. Yeah, it's great. It's it's really good. I had no idea this existed until Nar sat down. I was like, "Hey man, I was thinking about talking about this on the show." And I looked it up on the internet, and I was like, "Absolutely impressed by it." Yeah, it's really completely really good. cool. It's good stuff. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Adult Swim. GI Joe Resolute. GI Joe Resolute. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Do yeah, you, d- now, now, did they bring back the fridge? Remember the fridge? <laughs> was Perry the fr- refrigerator was Perry was hospitalized this week, this past week, and I, and I just remember that he was one of the mail off. G.I. Joe figures you could mail off for. Yeah, strangely enough, so was Stephen Hawking. I wonder if they were involved in Really? You could get a G.I. Joe... No, no, Stephen Hawking was hospitalized this week. He was. Yeah, he was. He's better now. VJ, come save me. I will see you in the nanosphere. (laughs) You know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, So that happened. Uh, Did you see Robert Rodriguez? uh, I feel like Gilmore's about to pass out. Like, do you want to share something? Gilmore's pretty sick. sick. No, I'm good. All right. Okay. He's a trooper. All right. Um, Robert Rodriguez uh, signed on to do Predators, which is a bit of a reboot right. of the Predator franchise. Yeah, that's right. And what? And, and would we question Gilmore? Would it take from after? There's nothing wrong with one. Well, listen. You can do the, okay. Well, Maybe ju- like a Superman return. He, no, here's the deal. Here's the deal. When I was a college senior in Philly, I went and interviewed Robert Rodriguez for the the Penn newspaper. Uh, my buddy Seth and I, we co-wrote an article interviewing Robert Rodriguez. The majority of that interview, which was supposed to be about the first Spy Kids, I, I mean, Robert Rodriguez was the coolest guy to spend 20 minutes with interviewing. Um, he was saying stuff like, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I just signed a deal to do Once Upon a Time in Mexico. 
we're supposed to shoot this summer, I guess I better write it. <laughs> it kind of explains why the script, whatever. But one thing that he would just went on and on and on about was how when he was, before Desperado, when he was like 24 and, and just gotten the, the whole clout from El Mariachi, he came out and signed with an agent whose, uh, whose other client was Jean-Claude Van Damme. So his agent shared, the agency had Jean-Claude Van Damme and, and he met Van Damme briefly and said, and, and was given the opportunity by Fox to say, listen, can you write something as a writing assignment on the Predator franchise? So he wrote a Predator movie based mainly on the Predator homeworld. Van Damme was the villain, Dutch was the hero. No shit. And he was telling us, he said, he said, I, did, he said I just wrote for the, you know, I just wrote it. Not thinking about budget, just as a writing assignment. And so you guys are hearing all this news about predators, but this is a treatment that's been in existence for a long time, fifteen years. And the, uh, the and what he, I can tell you this is what he told us about the treatment. And if I find the article online somewhere, I'll publish it. And you guys can see my senior year of college writing. Uh, but basically, the story started out on the ocean, like the open ocean, like the 1800s. And you see these two kind of pirate ships battling, right? Arr. And the pirates are getting killed by cloaked individuals and they're predators right you see the, like the cloaked predators with the chameleon technology and they're getting killed off one of the predators uh picks up the pistol that danny glover gets in predator 2 mm. you find out how the predators got that pistol when the, they uncloak it's revealed that they're not predators they're led by a human who's played by van damme he's time hopping with predator technology wow immediately that's the shit right that is cool dutch is the badass so already you've got a shout out to Predator 2. Dutch is the badass from Predator 1. They capture him and they bring him to the pre Predator homeworld. For ha like that's what he gets for killing a predator. Like, and so they, they, they have this arena that's a collection of creatures that have successfully killed predators from around the galaxy. And they bring the creatures to, to fight in an arena. So it's basically Dutch. So is the test to get into this galactic arena to kill a predator? I, yeah, I mean, because the, the predators are hunting shit around the galaxy. Oh, and awesome. whenever they hit a dead end, they're like, wow, we got to get this shit for some entertainment. <laughs> so, so this arena is built yeah. up of like, it was basically Dutch killing, like like fighting like cockroaches and shit. Giant cockroaches. from And there was a, a young predator. He told us the storyline was like the, the the coming of age test for a predator would be like they'd pour blood on its head and send him off into the wild and if he didn't come back he didn't come back right he's supposed to go off and kill shit and come back and the wild is like the most desolate scary ass place you can you can imagine and that there had been a predator that had failed the test and been banished from society he rescues dutch and the two of them you know go after this van damme character who's doing all this badass shit he's got to be taken down so it's basically like Han Solo and Chewbacca type of team up with Dutch and this rejected predator who has to redeem himself. And he said the last page of the script was them in like like a fucking spaceship looking out at the stars, turning to each other and being like, let's get those guys. <laughs> Cut to credits for like a sequel. I don't know how much of what I just told you well, that's what is going to end up in this movie. That's what I was going to say. But like, what's the... he's only a producer. He may direct. He, but, but, but... Dude, guys, if if that if that ends up on screen, that movie will be the shit. And, and I, I mean, we know the governor probably won't be in it. Well, but, but, but that's what I was. Van Damage here, he what, can still give you some some badass. But kicks. with the news that uh, that the governor's going to be in T four and that he's completely yeah. digital. Yeah, he's totally digital. He didn't have to show up on set I'm guessing, at all. I'm they, guessing this T four stuff though. Is, you know, they, they they digitally mapped a mold from the first Predator right. Terminator movie to right. put him in this. Talk in, about in, thinking in ahead. Wait, like, <laughs> what made them decide to preserve that mold? 
Well, I mean, they, they preserve that stuff. You know, you know they do. Um, you, you're doing the science of cinema. Mm-hmm. You're doing the science of the movies. Yeah, you but know, a lot of you know but, but that, that stuff deteriorates. A lot of that stuff deteriorates. Well, he, this, he may like, not look that Terminator good. Terminator was like 84. But we know that there's in the new Terminator movie, they're going to bring back the governor somehow in some form using this digital mapping. But uh, but who knows? I mean, for this, for, I mean, for an entire movie, it sounds like a I don't cool know if story. they could do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, probably not. But it sounds like a cool story, and someone else could play Dutch. Van Damme kicking ass on an This guy Channing world. Tatum and fighting looks like he could probably kick some ass. Or this ass. guy Sam Worthington. Yeah. In the Terminator movie. Yeah. Um, Robert Rodriguez is also on the news because it looks like he and his editor are going to be co-directing a machete movie based on the trailer that was in Grindhouse. Were they supposed to do that a long time ago? Yeah, they always talk about it. Who knows if it'll happen. Remember they're always talking about doing Madman and stuff like that. He was going to produce a Madman movie directed by the guy who did Swimming with Sharks. But who knows? I mean... A machete movie would kick ass. I mean, who's the dude in Lost right now who is also in Lawnmower Man? Uh, 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 yeah. Jeff Fahey. Yeah, yeah. Who plays the bad guy in, yeah. in the trailer in Machete. Yeah. He plays like the like the bad senator or governor. Uh, I would watch a machete movie. With Lawnmower Man. Immediately. Sure. Dude, uh, talk about what would be a really cool movie. It would be the Bioshock movie, and apparently that's been put on hold. Do you see that in Gore Verbinski's Bioshock And I, and I movie? love Gore Verbinski, man. Dude, I think he's great. I knew he was going to be a genius when he directed the Bad Religion American Jesus video. Uh, yeah? <laughs> that was Gore Verbinski. Yeah? I mean, just, I enjoy directors like him, Danny Boyle, people who can tell stories in different languages. Well, shit, did they, you see you the horror, Weatherman's one of my favorite movies on the reel. Like, that shit is awesome. That's what I'm saying. He can take stories and Nicolas Cage and tell us tell an effective story <laughs> with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he, could do a, he could do a pirate swashbuckle movie. He can do a horror movie. He can mm-hmm. do this. He can do that. He just he's just a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I was so weirded out when the director of Texas Chainsaw's remake went and did Friday the Thirteenth. I didn't believe. I was like, why? Why would you do that? It seems like it seems like you're just doing a, a, a similar movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, we got our boy who did Dawn of the Dead remake, and he goes on and does Three Hundred, which even though I didn't appreciate fully it, it you know he then goes and does Watchmen he's picking different stories to tell mm-hmm. that's a sign of a good director to me and Gore Verbinski it's a shame we may not get the Bioshock movie any soon because it's a 140 million dollar price tag and like the Halo movie it's going to go the way of Halo I think well it might and it might go the way of uh, of different movies I and mean, this is the way movies are now they're starting to be so heavy that you have to get different revenues in to pay for the movie, you know, you 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 have to you have to do risk management. So what they're looking at now is possibly doing some kind of co-producing with a foreign body and shooting the movie in a foreign country. Right. Bring they're looking that, for major cost, tax, tax, and tax, tax incentives, incentives yeah, things yeah. like that. So, I mean, that's that's what you got to do. I mean, Halo failed because they couldn't get a third studio involved. Jeez. Imagine the day when like three studios have to come together to make one film. I mean, that's the size of Halo. Could be the size of Bioshock. Who knows? Yeah, but, but, but for for a property like Halo, which is just like you would think that it would make the money back. How much money has the Halo property made over the last right. few it's years? It's like the highest selling video game ever, wasn't it? Like Halo Three. Yeah, something. I mean, it's who knows. So I don't really get it. How they're afraid to spend what 150 million what on if the Halo? Mo- but listen, what if the money's not there because it's in this film or this film or this film? You know what I mean? Like these studios are diversifying. You know, and investing in so many risks, you know, they're spreading the risk and investing. What if the money's not there? I just, Sorry, but we can't. I you don't know what I mean? Beverly Hills Chihuahua gets produced. But Halo it gets doesn't. produced for nada. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that get made? Let me think. I mean, 
You know that Dragon Ball Z movie? People were like, dude, that's a very popular property. These movies sometimes do miss. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. somebody may have been arguing, be like, dude, why wouldn't you put up money for Dragon Ball Z? It's a popular property. Right, right, right. You missed. You know what I mean? I am looking forward to District Nine, the movie that Neil oh, Blomkamp shit, was gonna, so is doing oh, now. Oh, it's gonna be great. I mean, the it, short film has been online for a few films, years. The Halo stuff is all badass. Oh, it's so great. That comes out in August. Yeah, we're I'm gonna put we'll put that, that shit on some heads up. I'm sh- I'm stoked about that. Yeah, for sure. I'm stoked and it's about shot in like a realistic Did you see the Sam Rockwell movie that's at Tribeca right now? Uh, yeah. I I just saw the trailer where David Bowie's crazy. son directed it. Huh? Yeah. So you know it's trippy. Yeah, so you know it's trippy. Here's your heroine. And Clint Mansell does That's the music, fathering. which you know, so you know the music's good. What? That's him fathering. Here's your heroine, son. <laughs> Daddy, I'm drugged. Grows up, makes some weird movies. Yeah, uh, so I'm stoked about that, too. It looks like uh, it looks like the indie sci-fi is a good good arena right now. Um, Sleep Dealer just came out. I haven't seen it yet. I, I what is that? It's. It was another. I was, see billboards coming back from Orange County for this movie, Sleep Dealer. Oh, it was. A, it, was a, it was another one of these indie sci-fi flicks that was a hit at Sundance and on the festival circuit, and it's essentially about the near future, and it's about uh, 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 Mexican immigrants who are who are doing this kind of cyber work, and they're being plugged in. To control machines in America to build buildings in America. Oh, that's kind of, crazy. Kind of, yeah, it looks really cool. If it's Mexican, I'll watch it. Let's go see that. Yeah, I'll, watch I'll it. totally see it. La Raza. Um, so, yeah. What else we got? Uh, well, you have the we, list. This we is had, really uh, funny. Oh, yeah, this is This fun. is funny. Yeah. Guys, I, you know I, how you see me on the show and right, I have a list of right. subjects, just little notes Sorry and things like that. that. Nar came over. He was totally prepared. And I just started throwing things for him to put on his list. I'm still writing for Nar. Well, I just remember. I just, I just <laughs> remembered that last time you had a notebook, and every time I watch the show, you have a notebook, and the guest mm-hmm. does. And I was like, well, maybe Let's I'll be the first for the person who has a notebook. I didn't realize you. I was going to be in charge, though. Well, sometimes I can think of. I just run things off like the back, the top of my head, like last week. You know what I mean? We talked about that. We talked about that. Well, do you want to cover some funny books? Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. Did you read you... Thor six hundred one this week? Yeah, Thor 601. This is Thor's been kicked out of Asgard, mm-hmm. and Asgard, the Asgardians are leaving Oklahoma, where Asgard's floating over the plains, and, right. and they're relocating to Latveria. Right. And Lord Balders is 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 smarting off to Doctor to Doctor Doom. Doom. Yeah. And um, I gotta tell you, uh, this w- this was kind of like a reset issue. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Episode uh, the uh, issue 600 was cool. I love what they did with Loki, but we'll see what this does. I mean, uh, the the Mjolnir has been shattered, and right. and Thor and his and his mortal equivalent are trying to put the put it back together. Right, they're trying to figure out. And how to I, do it. I love seeing like my favorite panels from this issue was the stuff with Doom and, mm-hmm. and Loki and Balder. Uh, and uh, and I love seeing the that kind of stuff, the Asgard kind of stuff. But uh, but this whole thing between Kelda and Bill the Redneck. Yeah, there's like I a redneck barkeep I who fell in love that. with one of the Asgardians, and she loves it's him back. So and, stupid. Well, you don't buy it. No, why would this like total? This is like fucking Lady Galadriel, you know, falling in love with you know like fucking Joe the Plumber. Why did you look at Gilmore when you said that? No, not no. I'm just I'm talking to both dick, of you. Dude, I'm not, dick, no, dick. I'm not gesturing you. Dick, total dick. You think I could oh, date a Plumber? Dude. The, um, I, I think it's uh, You know um, what I mean though It's, it's unbelie- stupid It's unbelievable Because he hasn't shown us Anything more You know what I mean Like that character Is just kind of like A dumb yokel Yeah and, he's, uh, he's just a, bl- a Blubbering are, are idiot you, Are you jealous Yes 
Um, he wants a hot goddess, babe. Did you read Wolverine Weapon X? You know, well, in, in closing 601, huh. the, Thor's been banished. We don't know if he's allowed technically in Asgard isn't there anymore. Now we've got it in Latveria. Is Thor allowed in Latveria? What I'm excited mm. about actually mm. is the fact that the Warriors 3 are now like, hey, they kicked out Thor, who we see as our king. Yeah. We're going to go get him. Yeah, yeah. We're going to follow Thor. Yeah. Those four guys are going to go have some adventures. I think it's something that Straczynski can have fun with. They're going to go on some dungeon crawls. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Natural 20. Did you read Wolverine Weapon X? Yeah, Wolverine Weapon X. We talked about I think a little bit last week, the week before. Oh, you did. But um, but what what were your what was your take on it? I liked it a lot. But you, but see, my approach was that I didn't know a whole lot about the whole Weapon X thing. I kind of skipped a lot of X Men during the nineties. Yeah, I, I don't know that much about it either. But all I know is when I see a when I see a classic badass shredding up dudes, um, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I, I also like uh, I also like. Um, I like it when when comic books take something from the real world and slightly change the name. You know, like like so so um, uh, this group that is clearly based on Blackwater, right, has been changed to Blackguard. Oh, God. I just think that's hilarious. You know what I mean? So anyway, these this this team of Adamantium. Blackwater is what I was thinking of when I was talking about the uh, Ben Affleck Russell Crowe movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, I don't know this team of. Uh, I, I'm totally down to see Wolverine take on a team of adamantium, you know, wielding, you know, agents. It's like laser adamantium from yeah, this comic. Or whatever, we'll yeah. We'll see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I liked it. I did not like Wolverine Noir. Have you read that? The Noir stuff, I don't get, like, I don't get the appeal of Marvel doing Noir versions of their characters. Like, it's dark. how, how so different cool. is it? I, I mean, I barely even flipped through these books. I don't know. Um, I I I haven't read any of them except this one, and I didn't like it. I thought the art was great, but uh, what is it? How different is it from the Marvel oh, Universe? Like Does fucking, it take place in the Marvel? No, Universe? it's like totally no. It's like totally alternate reality. It's like Wolverine's a fucking de- private eye. Well, if you do noir, who what else are you gonna do? That's the only job in the noir right. world. Right, <laughs> exactly. He's a private eye, and he has you know this you're, partner you're named that or Dog, like, or like an insurance adjuster, like. <laughs> Like, uh, I think you can get away with it. I'll fake the books. And, and you know, page <laughs> dame. page two, a dame walks in, you yeah. know, and I got a problem. That it's shit like, uh, is tired. Yeah, yeah. Beyond tired. But yeah. you read a book called Vikings, which I flipped Vikings through. Vikings is fucking great. I, you know what? I'll tell you, I didn't pick it up because I did like the artwork, but Northlanders is the book I read. And you know what? There's only, you know, after you read Thor and Northlanders, how much more of this Rainbow Bridge shit can you read? You know, I read Northlanders for a while, and... Um, I couldn't hang in there right. with it. Uh, and were you reading it in trade or single issues? Single issues. I read it in trade and I and I dug it. Mm. Maybe I mean some books just work better as collectives. That's true. It was very true. Um, How is this? It's the book is gorgeous. I mean the art is great. The writing is good too. I, I'm I'm in. I'm What's in it about? for at least. Uh, it's about these two two Vikings <laughs> named uh, Tim Robbins uh, and Agril <laughs> and Agril and Finn. Are you kidding? No, they're two brothers. They're two Viking brothers. One of them's hosting the show on your website. <laughs> it's true, and uh, and um, and they're kind of what. What was really interesting to see in here is that there was a family dynamic. There was the grandfather, and then there was this younger brother who looked up to these two brothers, and you know, I want, I want to be a raider kind of thing. And you just kind of saw rape. This, Yes, exactly. I want to be a pillager. Like the Clone Wars you know, cartoon. And, and the grandfather is like, you know, this is a bad path, you know, the whatever. But it was well done. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it was well done. Whatever. Guys, uh, you don't want to do this. Okay, you did it. Uh, no, no. But, uh, but but there's a very tragic ending to, to, the, 
the the, the first Little issue. Well, yeah, and uh, and it's very just, predictable it, ending to the first but, issue. <laughs> well, it's predictable because I set it up predictably, but okay. um, but um. You probably don't have to read it at this point, but uh, <laughs> it's fucking, it's good. I, I recommend Where it. Where do you think it's going? Um, you know, uh, Revenge Tale. It's got to be at least for the next few issues of Revenge Tale. You killed my younger brother. It's like you an know? American tale. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's, but just feasting your eyes on the panels. <laughs> it's you feasting your mouth on the pants. It's good. It's good. Shit. Um, did you get? Did you get this? They gave it away for free at the comic store. Buck Rogers. No, dude. Um, Dynamite Entertainment. I, I didn't pay. I didn't. Noir and you're like, I didn't no. pay for it. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Scott Beatty's usually a pretty competent uh, writer, so uh, this was free at my comic store. It says twenty five cents, but my dude totally gave it to me, and. Um, it's basically like a, a, it's a, it's like a zero issue of an upcoming Dynamite series based on Buck Rogers, and um, I got to tell you the artwork, Carlos Rafael is doing this artwork, and this dude Carlos Lopez is is drawing is uh, coloring it, and it reminds me of um, who's the name of the dude who did Civil War? McNiven. McNiven. It reminds me of a lot of look at this artwork, Gills. That's like McNiven style right there. That is McNiven. It's that's like McNiven really, style. Really McNiven, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a little bit, like a McNiven. And it, Not to be confused it, with McLovin. It reminds me like McNiven's artwork, but doing like a, a fear agent type of story. Because look, dude, that's an amoeba alien that he's fighting. You know what I'm saying? So it reminds me a little bit about fear agent. And uh, has, warriors has some, of plasm has some fear agent warriors of plasm. <laughs> and uh, and the McNiven style artwork, they've got a. Uh, they got a series starting up in June, uh, so I I, I'm, I'm looking into it. I'm looking forward to it, because I kind of like that space and brain aliens type shit. Yeah, but I kind of gave up on the Dynamite books, Dude. you know, acquiring old properties. All they do is grab John Cassidy, make him pump out some art, some some covers, and they sell, like, you know, I try, I try, Alex Ross. I tried reading the Battlestar Galactic and stuff those for Dynamite. Ass. Oh, come on, you knew Not they were good. You know those are I, yeah, that's what I'm Dude, getting guys, at. Okay, guys, the boys. I'm not buying another issue of the boys. And then enough, uh, enough I, is enough. I stopped at twelve. I think. I know, guys. I, I made it through thirty. Jesus. Enough really? is enough. I stopped at issue six. Enough is um, enough. And then uh, what else? Highlander. You know, I was a property that I love, and Dynamite made a book about it, and I looked at it, and I was like, no. So I don't know if I can get on board. With book oh, Rock. um, Kickass issue yes. six came out. Did you read I haven't Kick-Ass? read it yet. Oh my god, finally! It's at the bottom of my of my stack. Kickass I, issue six came out, and guys, this is the book you love to hate. You know what I mean? Because like you're like, why, why do you hate they, it? It's why, fucking why, awesome. Why are they making a movie? It. it comes out every. Have you do read it? I read the first two. You don't issues. think it's good? Not after issue four. It's okay. It's like eh. Um, they jumped the shark on something that could have been amazing. Why? What? What? When did they jump the shark? They got way too ridiculous with like a little girl who's like slicing people's heads in half, shit like that. Where I was expecting something completely realistic. Well, yeah, I mean this issue takes one hundred percent. The beginning of this issue takes focus on her and her father, her training, this girl that's like not very believable. They try and make the, the the training a little bit more believable. I'll read anything that John Romita Jr. does the artwork for. And then you have this guy, the Red Mist, and your main character, Kick-Ass. They've been running around since the last issue. And the little girl wants her father... They're going to go after the mobsters that killed her mother, right? Cool. It's a, the revenge style. They She wants, because she's a superhero person, she's like, you know, he's like, I, I allow you to wear the costumes, 
but this is very serious what we're doing. And she's like, well, I want to do a team up. So she, they they invite uh, Kick Ass and the Red Mist to come over. And I got to tell you, the cliffhanger is not bad. There's one thing, whatever you say about Mark Millar and his writing or whatever you don't like, uh, the cliffhanger kicks ass in this issue. And, and, and in every issue, the cliffhangers have been all right. You know what I mean? So I like the book. I'll keep I'll keep reading it because no, it, it, it. considering it's coming out every four months, like it's not too yeah. bad on the. Page, I on the, I, on the I, I see your point about having the little kid. You wanted something hyper realistic. Yeah, just completely one hundred percent real. Because that's the way the first couple issues set it mm-hmm. up. Is that when he got his ass kicked, he got his ass kicked, right. and he was yeah. in the hospital. Well, this brings back some of the reality to that relationship, especially this cliffhanger. You'll see, like, you, I don't want to ruin things for Nari. How old is the chick supposed to be? Like Six, ten. eight, yeah, ten? Like You'll 10. see. Not 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 young enough for Gilmore is what we're learning. <laughs> not young enough. Uh, I enjoyed it, but again, like for a book that only comes out every three four months, like two two three dollars ain't so bad on the pocketbook. So, you know. And finally, maybe this issue six just came out. You can finally collect it and trade. Although, cliffhanger doesn't really tell you that. Um, video games. I what just, have you been playing? I just finished up Left 4 Dead and sent it. I GameFly, so I just right. I just finished up Left 4 Dead and, and mailed it back, and I don't know what. I'm trying to get a hold of Hawks. Have you seen Hawks? What is that? Hawks. Left 4 Dead isn't a game that you can do that with. Left 4 Dead is an experience. It's more of an arcade game. you got to like, put that shit up on your shelf and look at it. What do you mean, what do you mean can't do what with? It's not really just like, okay, I'm going to run the campaign and I got the experience. The experience is like talking to people and yelling at each other and like going... You can around. replay that game all, all the time. I agree. I'm always uh, up for that. I really loved the game. I might pick it up and buy it, uh, but... If we uh, give you a social pressure. It, it was ready for me. To, I was ready to move on to What's another Hawks? title. What's Hawks? What is Hawks? Hawks is a... Uh, it's a it's, it's a it's a jet it's top fucking top gun dude it's, it's top gun four person co-op that's what <laughs> Wait, it is four person co-op yeah there room for people in your plane for four people <laughs> you get on the wing help this isn't fun for me <laughs> it's like one plane but four people on it yeah but so it's it's a squadron you and your yeah, buddies it's a are squadron. squadron yeah you're in a squad I don't know I haven't played it yet but it looks cool they're, they're, you know what I'm not into racing games in, I'm not into flying games and stuff like that. Like, like you, Hawks doesn't sound you that You never got ultra addicted to Mario Kart. Mario Kart's the one I got. Mario, Mario, Mario Kart Kart's mine. Hooks everybody. But I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, this uh, game uh, that's coming up, this racing game, Fuel. Am I right with this? Fuel is like an attempt at an MMO racing game. Have you have you seen this? No, game I, I haven't seen it. It's um, the GPS is sick. It's like, a, it's like a cross country. Experience when you log into Fuel, there are other people I think racing on the same tracks, and there are roads everywhere. So, okay, you, you know, uh, in an MMO, you, there's people just wandering everywhere, and sometimes you pick up a mission. Mm-hmm. In this way, you would pick up races, oh, cool, or circuits, or, or, or things like this. And so, you're basically traveling a combination of roads, rivers, and different kind of craft you know, yeah. motorcycle, dune buggy, cars. And you've got all these different roads, dirt roads, cement roads. It's a big bridges, open world. Just open world. That you can explore and, and pick, pick up, up races. races. Oh, that sounds That puts you into different places. And I got to tell you, the, the huge nature of this game is what's attractive to me. And uh, I'm not a big guy for racing games. Mario Kart is the thing. And it'll be hard not to want to throw blue shells at people in this game. But <laughs> yeah, having right. the, fact, the fact that people are going to be all over the map in this game... Looks really attractive to me. I don't know if it's a pure, like, true MMO. Like, the game is just going to have as many people as can fit on that server or in that game. If it'll be limited to 36 people or whatever. But the map is so huge. 
like just looking at the GPS and looking at all the different paths that you can take, that that that's got to make me think that you could throw a million people on this server and it wouldn't get crowded. I mean, but it's can a I huge be a druid world. cleric? What I would like is for them to take the fuel kind of idea, where it's expansive, and make a Death Race 2000 game. Yeah. True 70s Death Race 2000, where you're like, okay, get from one side of the map to the other, doesn't yeah. matter how, and kill as many people as you can. Go. That'd be sweet. That'd be sick. That'd be awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if that was an expansion pack. <laughs> expansion pack. Kill, kill, behead. <laughs> Downloadable but, content. Uh, I, you know what? I, I, don't, uh, I don't get excited about all this stuff, but I'm excited for Punch-Out, of course. Yes. I'm excited for some of the games coming up. I got, I got Punch-Out uh, pre-ordered. I, I got to tell you, I went into GameStop, had $20 credit, spent it on Laura's Wii Fit. <laughs> she wanted oh, it. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, she's wanted it for her birthday. I was completely flat broke when her birthday came around, and I was like, yeah, I'll get you your birthday present. What do you want to watch? You want this, that? She wanted Wii Fit. That's a killer. That's a killer present. Wii Fit's cute. It's a good present. Yeah, okay. Have you used it? Because I walked in and I, I mean, I wanted like a game, you know, I wanted my shit. But never, I've never used it. Is it, is it effective? You can play ours while I look at your ass. The Wii Fit is it effective? I can't. I don't know. I don't be. know. What was your age on Wii Fit? Uh, Ninety-eight. Forty-two. No, was it really? What's he, yours? I don't know. I haven't plugged it in yet, but I'll, I'll let you guys know. Gilmore, you, but you don't take care of yourself. What is this? Well, he's sick. No, 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 I'm talking about before that. He didn't do it yesterday. <laughs> I've been telling Gilmore. What? And tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. okay. But, like, when you hit, like, 24, 25, 26, you got to work to stay in shape. Like, you know, when you're young, you're like, hey, I'm pretty fit, Jesus this and that. Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, I'm telling you, you, listeners, guys, as your friend, I mean, you, you guys are going to hit this 26, wall. 26, 27. You guys are going to hit this wall where you're like, holy shit, i got to work to stay in shape now. And it takes mm -hmm. longer to get back in shape. Mm -hmm. And so if you just get there and stay there, you guys will I... end up looking like John Bay style. But yeah. Gilmore, I'm telling you, I've been warning you, just got to do it, man. Do you drink a lot? Gilmore's like, Brian? I'm trim. He's not trim. Do you drink He's broke and doesn't eat. Really. I had you know to stop I mean? drinking. I had pretty much had to stop drinking. Right. Because it was just like the calories are just... Uh, and you get violent. Well, no, I don't get violent. <laughs> See, Gilmore's like, I'm Trenton and Finn. What, what he is, is he's out of shape, and he probably can't blow up a balloon, but he, he, what? He, but he hasn't hit that wall yet. He can't blow up a balloon? <laughs> it's cardiovascular is probably a joke. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, Gilmore. I'm saying right now, you're coasting. You're not going to be coasting forever. Right now, someone's watching this eating a Hot Pocket and drinking Co-Red. <laughs> I know. And sweating. And, sweating. <laughs> and they got a moon pie in the microwave. It's one of those, like, fucking, uh, what's it called? The pizza roll, kid? <laughs> I'm seeing my monitor twice. <laughs> Dude, I... I, I just pukes on his wall. Yeah, you know, I know you guys already cover Caprica, but I have a story that I want to tell you. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us okay, a story. So How I, much time we got for a story? I got, like, eight minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. All tell right, us a little that's story. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so... so uh, Monday night, the day before it came out on DVD on Tuesday, was the Paley Fest event, which is a which is a TV festival every year here. Yeah, and they do different nights. They do like a yeah. And each night is a different panel and a different show. Well, Monday night was um, the Battlestar Galactica slash Caprica panel. So it was Ron Moore and David Icke, the creators of both mm -hmm. series, and then cast from both series. each series. Okay. Okay. Great. So they um, they showed the Caprica you know pilot uh, on the big screen and it was great. I I liked it even better the second time I okay. watched it. And I didn't hate Zoe as much as I hated her when I wrote the review for Geekscape after the, our first watching. 
um, which you hated her too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that them, that show was first half was fairly boring, but it, it picked up in there. You know, in my review last week, you guys saw it. It picks up at, towards the end, and you're like, wow, it's got some cool stuff towards the end. But um, it's not, good. not enough to get me to watch it, but some people are really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm totally down. Um, but uh, it was good. So then uh, I was I was excited to hear mostly okay because BSG is behind us. I went through that grieving process. Yeah. You know what? I think we all did. Okay. I was really excited. I went through it in season three. <laughs> to have a conversation uh, with, to hear the conversation about the new series. Well, unfortunately, we got Seth Green as our moderator. Oh, what, Seth was, Green. That, what was that like? What was it he was, doing? It was not. It was not. Like, okay. There were ten people on the panel, and I swear to God, and if you followed me on Twitter, you would know because I was tweeting this the whole time. Um, Instead of enjoying it, Seth Green was on. Well, I couldn't enjoy it because right. you know. Um, he, he was only addressing Ron Moore and David Icke, two people out of the ten yeah, the on cast the panel numbers and for, the first, for the first for the first forty five minutes of this ninety minute panel. Yeah, but the other guys are actors. He did no. Oh, shut up. He did, Eric Stoltz is sitting. You know, is, is an actor. Eric Stoltz is fucking great. <laughs> Eric Stoltz is great. Trisha Helfer's sitting there. No, you're right. Meat Grace, puppets. Grace you Park shit about is series, sitting. No, no. And, uh, you don't, you I, don't, I see where Nars no, coming uh, from. No, no, Jonathan. What is that? You, you have you have three people on the couch here. No. You have three people on the couch here, and you, right. you only talk to me for the first forty-five minutes of Geekscape, and then wouldn't let me. the other two people are saying, "Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just ridiculous." And 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 the people from Paleyfest kept handing him notes like. You like seriously engage, like, the, re- engage, engage the rest of them, right? Engage. Trisha well, Alvarez taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were just totally out of it, and Eric Stoltz was and definitely it, was, peeved. Was it, it was you conscious? Know, you, he you was peeved. You know, you, yeah. Said. You don't read about. He's like, I, why did I play in for you? This? Don't read about any Stoltz. of this in the reviews. No, I mean, it was just like, well, why am I here? Right. You, you know, exactly. why am I wasting my time? You know, I have had people you have on the a couch busy say schedule. That. Why am I on the couch if Gilmore's going to talk the whole time? And then this this is classic though. Paula Malcolmson, who played uh, Amanda Greystone, okay. the mother in, in Caprica, she's also Trixie on Deadwood. Okay. Okay. Uh, she's on the panel. When 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 Seth Green finally he just starts talking. Huh? When he finally addressed the actors, he he turns to Paula and he goes, he goes, I'm a huge fan of Twenty Four, and she goes, Oh yeah, um, that's another Paula Malcolmson. Um, I can see you really did your homework. And the whole crowd went, oh, Because the crowd was picking up on the fact that the actors were just... Oh, the crowd was very restless. In fact, if you you had searched Paley Fest or Seth Green on Twitter that night, you saw all the tweets from the people in the crowd. Like, what the fuck is going on? Digitally yelling. Digitally yelling, yes. Wow. Um, And and then when that happened, it was just like, everybody's sitting there, epic fail. Uh, Seth Green just got pwned, you know, that kind of deal. It it was, it was, but, but curiously enough. That would have been funnier than Robot Chicken's ever been. It was the most enjoyable part of the whole thing. It's funnier than that Robot Chicken's ever been. (laughs) Um, but but none of the reviews from the Paley Fest panel that I saw on like TV Week or any of the websites it. mentioned this at all. Uh, damage control. So I just wanted to give a little exclusive. Yeah, a Thank little you. exclusive. A week later. Now you're not a shill. Now you're now you know to be critical, Nar. You will learn to be critical at the expense of your of your career with I feel like me. Like you're turning you into a Sith uh, Lord. I am. I'm turning you into a Sith Lord. Wait, who's turning you into a Sith I'm Lord? I'm turning you into a Sith Lord. You're I'm trying like, to turn me into yeah, a Sith. I'm like, don't love everything. Oh, cool. That makes me a Jedi. <clears throat> well, for now. Right. Uh, it makes so, you a Sith apprentice. Uh, at least not. 
No, that's cool. You got to grow a little shit. Uh, so, guys, uh, <laughs> guys, Nar Williams, everybody. He is the man, a very dear friend of the show, very dear friend of mine, uh, Brian Gilmore over here. And I got to tell you guys, um, let me now be the shill and tell you guys that the science of the movies yes. is May 26th. 9 p.m. Eastern on the Science Channel. You guys got to watch this thing. I'll definitely be uh, checking it out. That's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So definitely be looking at that later on in, in uh, this coming month. But this coming Monday as well, May 4th, come to Geekscape and check it out or check it out on any of your video network sites. Like I, I don't know where we're going to put it up, but it'll definitely be on, coming, on uh, Crave Online. It'll definitely be on video sites like maybe YouTube or... It'll be on my site st- too, Stuff like that. It'll, you'll sure. have it up on your site. They're letting us embed this show wherever we want. Yeah. So you guys take it, run with it, and just get it out there. It's called Heads Up. I'm writing the thing, doing some correspondent work, and my buddy right here is in the is in the spotlight. Nar, mm-hmm. thank you. Very competent host. I've said that from the beginning, though. That, Thanks, like, I really believed in you as a host. Thank you. And I'm glad that I can feed you words that then you, you then ignore <laughs> and butcher the delivery. I, I did. I you were getting a little antsy when no, I was making I some changes on set. I wasn't. No, I know. Okay. Okay. This is Nar. Nar does his lines, and uh, <laughs> what what I do to fuck with Nar is uh, the director's already talked to him, yeah. and I come over to Nar and be like. He's totally fucking with you. Yeah, fucking with you. And then what I do is I go and I sit where, okay, there's the camera. Nara's talking to the camera, addressing uh, it as a host would. And there's a second camera over there. I make sure to be just on the edge of his peripheral vision, like up here. So he knows I'm just looking at him. He was totally trying to psych me out. Which, by the way, is why I failed the saltine challenge. (laughs) Oh, really? That's He was fucking psyching me out. Uh, I feel because I'm not Jason Nellis. He pwned that. Oh, he was dude. great. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun doing the show. It's fun fucking with you. Oh, it's fucking you, you, great. You did great under pressure. I can't wait to go shoot the next one. I can't wait to start writing it, I guess. Uh, so, guys, May 4th, be looking for that this coming Monday. And uh, of course, you can go to AchieveNerdvana.com, check out his stuff. Uh, check out this crazy goober and Viking show. Nerdbunker.com. Nerdbunker.com. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we've got our own website, geekscape.net, where you can come and hang out, talk on the forums, buy some merch. Like the, You can't buy this shirt, but you will soon. And um, you can check out the articles that Gilmore puts up without letting me know that there are new writers with new Brand subjects. Brand new weekly column Brand new weekly. coming at Brand you. New week- uh, guys, guys, I go on the site. It's exciting and new to me too. <laughs> so check it out every day. There's new articles on there. Geekscape.net. You can also follow us on Facebook. Uh, go and become a fan of um, of, of uh, Geekscape on Facebook. And you know what else? Uh, on iTunes, I went and pre-ordered the new Green Day album, and I noticed we do not have a whole lot of reviews on iTunes for Geekscape. Hey. I think we're better today than we were when we got on iTunes. But not on so, Twitter, curious. So just go on iTunes and, and write some reviews. It's you know, fucking Australian guy. Write some reviews. Write some reviews. Guy. Write some reviews of uh, Geekscape on, on on iTunes and uh, and all that. So that's basically all the talking I can do. All right, cool. Twitter.com slash Williams. Hey, you were just waiting for that. <laughs> for those of you guys who believe in the destruction of interpersonal contact and actual valid information with content. Nar Williams is on Twitter. Yes. We are too, but don't look for updates. What's our Twitter, by the way? Jonathan London. Mine is Jonathan London. No, it's another dude. No, no, there's a Some other dude. He's the guy who owns .com. No, we're Geekscape, so I don't fucking care. Geekscape Net? And here's the thing. Like, like Big Yanks is updating it. I just gave it to one of the (laughs) listeners to update. It's like our MySpace. Jake does our MySpace. Well, Jake is competent. Big Yanks does our Twitter. (laughs) 
If you want to see a man's life falling apart, follow Geekscape on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's using it for his own personal venting. My world is crumbling! Oh, my, my wife left me! How do you know? Did he tell you? Yeah, there's some shit going on. Yeah, some serious shit. Yeah. Feel for you. We'll see you guys next week with our review of Wolverine. X-Men Origins. <laughs>